Let's all stand this morning. Woo! Let me just tell you ahead of time so you can just start doing it already. My, my title for today is Might Get Loud. Yeah, we're going to have to do better than that by the time we get there. And we will, okay? Um, I want to read a couple scriptures for you guys before we get started in worship and going along with Might Get Loud. Psalm 27, 6. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Psalm 32, 11. So rejoice in the Lord and, and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. And finally, Psalm 66, verse 1 and 2. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Yeah! <laughs> Listen, I'm going to stretch out of my comfort zone this morning, and I expect you guys to do the same, all right? Give God your best in your worship and your praise. And in just a few minutes, we're going to be baptizing a few people. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. I'm just giving you chances here. <laughs> All right, let's pray. You guys pray. I'll be praying. Let's pray for God to show up big in this place and for lives to be changed and hearts to be touched before they leave. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are. And God, it's okay if we get loud because we're getting loud about your goodness and your mercy and your grace and your love that you show us. So Father, right now, we, we just give this service to you, ask you to have a freedom in this place. God, our hearts are yours, our minds are yours, our lives are yours, Father. We surrender it all right now and we lock in on you, Father. Lord, be lifted up in this place. And Father, I pray that our worship and our praise is pleasing to you in this house this morning. Looking forward to what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Because shame's done all it's dealing. And you're desperate for some healing.
amen, amen, amen. Let me tell you about my Jesus. We're going to do the baptism a little bit different today because while we're singing about our Jesus, we're just going to go ahead and baptize in the name of Jesus also. And this is Wendy, her and Dan became members not too long ago. And what I love about Wendy is she's always smiling. The joy of the Lord is definitely her strength. And you can see it all over her face when you have conversations with her. So Wendy, because of your confession of faith in Jesus, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Come on up here, Dan. <laughs> yep. Step on in. The water's nice. Hallelujah. Sometime, you guys need to hear Dan's testimony. He's going to be giving that soon, whether up on the stage or you talk to him right in person. He shouldn't even be here today, according to the doctors and according to what he's went through. But God had other plans. Dan, because of your confession of Jesus as your Savior, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And Miss Tegan, come on up. She's a little bit nervous today. That's perfectly all right. One of the most awesome experiences at camp this year was to, to watch, I just happened to catch her that night worshiping the Lord right there in the front row. And all of a sudden she just went down to her knees crying and sobbing. And I asked her about that actually the other day. And she said, that is the moment I was saved and gave my life to Jesus. And so because Tegan of your confession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Let's continue in a, a manner of worship this morning.
clap a little louder than before I want to sing a little louder than before I want to jump higher than before Shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. 
We are standing in his presence on holy ground, holy ground. Father, we praise you and we worship you right now. We praise you and we worship you right now, God. We open up our mouths and we give thanks for who you are. And God, I pray we never forget what you did for us in sending your son to die on the cross. A brutal death. Blood that was shed was for us. And God, we have forgiveness through your son, Jesus, for all the mess ups and mistakes and, and sins in our life. God, there is forgiveness and there is a clean slate for each one of us in this room right now, God. So Father, if there's anyone here this morning, God, that does not know you, that does not understand the joy that we sing about, the joy that we exude on our faces and in our lives. God, I pray that they come to know you as their savior this morning, God. Lord, in a world that is so mixed up and opposite of you, we can find our hope and our peace in you, God. And we pray right now for hearts to be changed in this place and for your will to be done in this place and for your name to be lifted high in this place. God, we praise you and we thank you for all of this. Anoint the word this morning, God, and anoint hearts and ears to hear and receive what you have for us today, God. We praise you and we thank you for all of it in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we serve a great big God who sustains us through everything, who opens up his arms to us through everything. And I'm thankful to be here in God's house this morning with the freedom to worship him and to cry out to him and to get loud for him. I'm thankful for that this morning. Are you thankful? Amen. 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 Again, so happy and blessed and honored to be a part of those baptisms this morning. Proud of Dan and Wendy and Tegan. And you guys saw Tegan. She just gets overcome with the goodness of God in her life. And uh, man, what a testimony of God's faithfulness to people and God working on people's hearts. He'll, he'll work as long as we allow him to. You open up your heart to him, you surrender to him. He's all about coming in there and invading that space and, and making his love known to you. And I, I love it so much. I love seeing it on their faces and to know that they confess that to all of you through that baptism that um, we have their backs. We are here to support them. And they wanted you guys to all join in that with them, acknowledging Jesus as their Savior. That old life is gone, raised up anew in Him. And we thank Him for that this morning. Woo! I love to be doing those every week, y'all. Every week. 
Uh, I want to give a, a little shout out. I like to make sure we recognize and thank people for serving. Um, so this morning, I just want to give a shout out to our greeters, that happy face you see when you walk into Orchardville Church. And if you can't just be an unhappy person and be a greeter. You can't. I mean, can you imagine walking into the Lord's house and you see this? Welcome. So I appreciate our greeters and the joy that they share uh, with everyone that comes in the doors of Orchardville Church. If you'd like to be one of those people, if you're a happy person, <laughs> we'd love to have more greeters and ushers and security for that matter. So if you can help us out, if you're not serving, we'd love to. It's, it's simple. It's simple. You just let God use your joy and everything that you have inside of you just to help others. So if you want to do that, get a hold of me or Justine, and we'll get you signed up for that. Amen. I also want to give a praise report on Adam Mandrell. Scott told me I could do that. Uh, we prayed in the middle of a service two weeks ago for him to start seeing some change and some improvement, and God started working from that point forward, and, and Adam's getting stronger and stronger and better and better, and we're thanking God. He still needs lots of prayers, but we're thanking God for the improvement that is happening in his life and the strength that he's given him. He still moves. He still works. And we thank him for that. Might get loud this morning. Yeah. yeah. Really, I'm going to have to get out. I mean, I can be loud. But it's one thing just to be loud to be loud. It's another thing to get out of your comfort zone and be loud for Jesus because you're not ashamed of who he is in your life. So I'm going to work towards that this morning and encourage you guys to do the same. Um, so we're going to start out in Psalm 100 in just a second. But do you know that God enjoys the shouts and praises of his people? He enjoys them. Um, do you ever shout in church as an expression of the love and the joy you feel inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody say no. <laughs> we should be shouting. We should get loud when we're um, worshiping and praising our Savior. Uh, and if we're not this morning, I ask you, why? Why are we not loud in our praise and our worship? Why do we understand what God has done in us and through us? That should make us want to be loud and express our praise and express our worship. You know, a lot of times when service is over, have you ever heard this question when it's over? How is worship today? That is incorrect. We shouldn't ask each other that. We should ask him that. The object of our worship, how was my worship today, Father? Not asking other people, how was worship today? Oh, it was good, it was good. How was my worship today, God? Then you really think about asking it, and not so nonchalantly. Psalm 100, shout for joy to the Lord. <laughs> that sounded joyful. All the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is, good, is God. He's good too. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
Yes! Might get loud. Shout for joy to the Lord. Do what? Shout for joy to the Lord? I know shouting. I know shouting. I shout when my sports team does great. You guys shout. I've seen you when your sports team does great. You also shout when they don't do so great. <laughs> I'm the same. My Cubs are terrible this year. So actually, I just I don't even really watch them anymore because they're so bad. But anyway, when I coached, I shouted at some of my team when they didn't do a good job. Right? I got some. Amen. I should get some amens up there. Um, I'll shout maybe when I see somebody that I didn't expect to see, maybe at a holiday gathering. Anybody been there before? <gasps> Whoa, what are you doing here? I know that kind of shouting. I'll shout at my kids. Jackson, that was your chance. <laughs> Brylin more than Jackson. Um, I might shout when someone scares me. I like to do that to the staff around here. But beyond that, that's, that's not something that probably comes naturally to most of us, shouting for joy. We can shout at a lot of other things, but shouting for joy. It'd be perfectly all right with me if we came in here every Sunday and we were shouting for joy. And not, and not because we're trying to work something up, because we understand what God's done in our life. That should never get old, to shout for joy from what he's done for us. You know, for us, though, it's much easier to groan in frustration than it is to shout for joy. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Groaning in frustration is a lot easier for us than shouting for joy. And we sometimes tend to focus on what's not going right instead of all the things God is doing and has done in our lives. Why is that? It's, it's so easy for us to grumble and complain about everything that's not going right, but to forget about everything that he has done and is doing in our life right now. Again, shouting for joy to the Lord may not be something that comes natural to us, but can I tell you that it needs to happen a lot more often than it does right now? Because the enemy's doing a lot of shouting into our lives right now. And we should be shouting right back at him because he's already defeated and we're already victorious. So every time he comes against us with something and, and shouts stuff into our minds and into our, into our lives and tries to tell us we're not who we, he says we are, we should be shouting right back at him. Yes, I am. I know who I am in God. I know that I'm saved from all the past mistakes that I did make. I know I'm redeemed by the blood of the lamb and I am restored in Christ Jesus. I got to tell him that because he doesn't have a problem shouting things to me. I need to shout it back at him and let him know that he's defeated. And we have a reason to get loud when the enemy tries to come against us. We are not spiritual sissies. Well, maybe we are. <laughs> sometimes we need to shout before we even see the breakthrough. We wait sometimes until after we see it instead of shouting before it comes. We can shout before the breakthrough, just like blind Bartimaeus. We need to shout, shout about what God can do even before he does it. And you know why we need to do that? Because that's faith and we're activating our faith. Amen. I'm going to shout about it right now, even though it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to shout about it because I know God's faithful. Amen. Turn to Mark chapter 10. Let's look at blind Bartimaeus for a second. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. 
And I'll tell you right now, I probably, I probably made it way too many words on the screen, so if that throws you off a little bit, just look in your Bible. Mark 10, verses 46 through 52. I'm in the New Living Translation. I love you, Lord. Might get loud. Pretty soon. (laughs) Verse 46. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. Let's go back to that. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. You know what? When you get out of your comfort zone and you shout and you're happy and you're joyful about what Jesus is doing and you let everybody know about it and you're excited and you're just, woo, yes, Lord, there's going to be people even in this church right now say, would you be quiet? You have to do that all the time. And I say, yes. Yes, I do. Because if you understand where I've come from and what I've been through, you'd do the same thing. So just expect that, that there are going to be those people that say, be quiet. Shh. No, I'm not going to shush. So stop telling me that. You might as well just shout with me. So I ain't stopping. Okay, moving on. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. He hears our shouts. He stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Here's blind Bartimaeus throwing aside his coat, his overcoat that he had over his clothes. He just thrown it aside. You know what that tells me? He didn't plan on having a hard time finding it when he got done seeing Jesus. (laughs) I'm just going to throw it off. I ain't worried about where it went because I'll be able to see it when I get done seeing Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man can see and he followed Jesus down the road. And I'm here to tell you guys this morning that a little shout goes a long way. And we need to start shouting now and we don't need to quit shouting until we get what we came for. If you came in here with a broken heart and things that are in your life are just in shambles right now, then you need to shout about Jesus even before he shows up in the midst of what you're going through and delivers you from it. Shout about it now. And when we receive God's blessing, you know what? We need to shout some more. When the blessings come and the deliverance and the healing come, we need to shout more and we need to be persistent in that. You know, I, I posted something this week you say, which one? Uh, about how Christianity has really, really, really fallen off. The ways of Jesus and how he operated and what he did on this earth, the example that we are to follow as Christians, Christ followers, we have diluted it so much year after year after year, Christianity is not what it used to be. And that's our fault. That's my fault. That's your fault because we are not following the Lord and operating as he operated as he walked the earth. 
And keep in mind that he left us more power through the power of the Holy Spirit than what he walked the earth with. It's on us. Generation after generation, they're missing out on who God is and the power that he brings into our lives. We can change that. By believing Jesus was who he said he was, that he is who he says he is, that he'll always be who he'll always be, and actually following what he asked us to follow, and setting an example for our kids to see as well that this, this is who Jesus is, this is who God is, this is how you walk in that, and this is how you have a relationship with the Lord. I'm just as guilty as any other parent. But when I talk to some of these kids, I'll just let you know that we talk about everything. We talk about home life. We talk about, uh, Rick, I know we all go to church and everything, but we don't ever really read our Bible or follow much of what goes on in the church at home. And I say, oh, that's on us, parents. Grandparents, it's on us. Why can we not take the time, preaching to myself too, to invest in our kids outside of the church? Persistence. Keep training them up. And I, I don't think training them up means I bring them to church. It's a good thing that you bring them to church. Drag them to church all the time. But training them up happens a lot more in the home than it does in the church. And, and a lot of times we want, we want to blame the youth pastor, we want to blame the pastor, we want to blame the leaders and, and different teachers at the church when really it's our own fault. We're responsible for bringing up our kids in the Lord and committing to that. Be persistent. This passage says that Bartimaeus shouted when he heard Jesus coming. And in verse 48 they told him to I can't say it. My wife doesn't like that word. To be quiet. But what did he do? He kept on shouting. And he didn't care what the majority thought. He didn't care if they tried to shut him up. Oops, sorry. That was okay there, wasn't it? He was on a mission to see Jesus. And he couldn't see Jesus unless Jesus opened his eyes. So nothing was going to stop him. He heard that Jesus was near. Nothing was going to stop him from getting a hold of the Savior. And he was prepared to shout till Jesus came. We need to be shouting till Jesus comes back. Amen. Too many of us have lost our shout, and it happened years ago. You need to get that back. Amen. You need to be excited about what, who God is and what he's doing in our lives and in our church. And we don't need to worry about what brother so-and-so says or sister so-and-so. Sorry, that's my Pentecostal background. We called everybody brother and sister so-and-so. Just the way it was. But we don't need to worry about what brother so-and-so says or sister so-and-so says about your shout because they're not Jesus. Don't let anybody quiet you down. And their opinion doesn't matter when you're pursuing your Savior. The last thing I want to be is discouraged by a fellow believer to chase after God with everything I have. That just doesn't make sense to me. Quit worrying about the haters and just start shouting to Jesus. And when we do this, it might get loud. 
And again, I'm perfectly okay with that. Rick, that's silly. Well, call it what you want. But we as Christians need to be taking more of a stand and letting people know how powerful our God is and that we will not be shaken and we're going to keep shouting out to him no matter what's going on around us. cannot let the devil steal your joy and you can't let him stop your shout. He hates when people, when God's people are getting blessed and he doesn't like us praising God for it. Yet we forget sometimes to do it. When are we supposed to start caring about what the devil says to us anyway? Never man. Get out of my face. Get out of my life. You lost you loser. We, we have to take authority sometimes over situations and things that he's trying to, to yell in our ears and shout back at him. And when God blesses us, it, it might get loud because we just have to shout about how much we love him. I love you, Lord. You are so good to me. I didn't deserve your grace, but you still gave it to me. I wanted my life to end, but you said I'm not done. You've got to shout and, and let it come from a place where you know. I mean, we all know where we were before Jesus came into our life. But yet we, we feel like sometimes I, I, uh, I just forget about it or I can't shout about it right now. Yes, 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 we need to remember who he is, what he's brought us out of, and we need to shout about it all the time and never get sick of doing that because we're going to be praising the Lord 24-7 in heaven. I don't think you're going to be able to sit off in the corner. Look at these crazies here. Everybody's just worshiping crazy. They're so loud too. Why do they keep saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord? I'm just going to sit over here and be quiet. No, you're not. No, you're not. Psalm 145.4, New King James Version. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Now, for just a couple minutes here, let's talk about the use of shout as it's mentioned in the Bible. In this verse, the word praise is the Hebrew word shabak, which means to address in a loud tone, to triumph, to shout, to still, to command, to glory. This is a shouting praise. A shouting praise. You don't sing it, you shout it. I don't know how that looked with the first song we did today. Let me tell you about him. My Jesus! Let me tell you about him. I ain't singing it, I'm shouting it. A shout commands our victory. It makes the enemy stand still. And this kind of praise is a battle cry. It's a cry of victory. We're fighting from a place from victory already. This is the word used when the Israelites shouted and the walls of Jericho came down. Amen. That's just not a fairy tale. That happened. A praise shout is a weapon of spiritual warfare. When we face walls in our lives, we need to give a shout of victory in order to see the victory. In Joshua 6, they shouted before the walls even fell. If they had not shouted, the walls would have remained. We shout the victory we already have in Christ no matter what the circumstances appear to be. 
in order for his spirit to manifest in our lives and our situations. Yes, I see this bill coming up, and yes, I know there's no way that we can pay for this, but I'm going to shout about how he's going to deliver and how he's going to provide for me. Yes, I know what the doctor said, and I know this, it just doesn't look good right now, but I know who my God is, and I'm going to shout right now and believe he's going to do what he said he would do. place of victory that we're shouting from. When the Israelites shouted, it was an acknowledgement. It was about God. It was about acknowledging what God was doing. And the Bible said they shouted as loud as they could. Can you imagine walking into Orchardville Church every Sunday morning and everybody in the congregation shouts as loud as they could during worship and praise? You can't imagine it. I'm having a hard time imagining it, but I know it'd be a beautiful thing. When you really focus on bringing attention to God, he'll make you want to shout. Now, I can sit in my alone time and worship the Lord and think about his goodness and weep and just think about everything I've been through in life and how God was always with me through it all. But I usually don't think of, let's just shout in victory. Let's just shout his praise. Let's just shout it out right now. And I need to be doing that. Because when I think about his goodness, there's a song, when I think about the Lord, you guys heard of it? It says, it makes me want to shout. What does it make me want to shout? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. Makes me want to shout. Makes me want to get loud. Because of what he's done inside of here. And as we shout a praise to God, walls will fall. Walls of sickness, walls of poverty, walls of oppression, walls of depression will fall. And when we hit a wall that looks too, too big to keep us from pressing on and possessing what God has promised for us, it's time to shout. Some of you guys this morning have them. They are huge. They are right in front of you. You need to shout them down. You need to believe God is who he says he is and shout those things down before they even fall. As we shout unto God, we shout at the devil. The power, the power of an anointed shout will bring breakthrough. It brings deliverance. It brings provision. It brings answers. It brings manifestations of God's spirit into our life. Oh. Puts the devil on the run. There's victory in our shout. So we need to shout. Amen. I got about 20% of the people on board with shouting this morning. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Help me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point. Now, I've talked about we're going to be doing outreach. And we're going to get outside the comfort of the walls of the church. And I'm just about fed up with my own laziness and in, in lacking boldness to declare God as who he says he is to people. I've just about made myself sick enough and walked around weak enough to say, what are you doing? I did not deliver you from what I delivered you from. 
I did not forgive all of your sin. I didn't do all that for you to walk around defeated and timid about who I am. Because if you haven't noticed, Rick, everybody in the world is trying to tell you how things should be when you have the answer right inside you and you won't talk about it. Just me. How he's dealing with me. And stirring me to shout about who he is over the voices of everybody else that are trying to shout something else. Victory in our shout. Our praise team would come back up. I asked for some help on Facebook this week from you guys. Um, and you came through in a huge way, actually so huge I can't read them all. But I encourage you to go back onto my page, and yes, you have to search through some things. Because, you know, if anybody gets by, annoyed by my post, you can unfollow me. All I'm trying to do is bring positivity, positivity into a really negative world. And that's it. It's not about me. I'm just trying to glorify him and point people in a direction that whatever everybody's telling you out in the world right now is not the answer. He is. And every once in a while, I'll get, I'll get a message from somebody that wants to know God in a better way. And that's why I do it. For him. To glorify him and for people to see who he is. But when I asked you guys to, to send in some stuff, I said, name one major thing in your life that God has done for you that you can never thank him enough for. It was unreal to read all the different things that God's done in your life. And I just said one thing. And I got all kinds of comments about the goodness of God and what he's delivered people from. And I saw a lot to shout about. I mean, I'm reading through those things delivered from drug addiction, delivered from alcohol, people healed, people saved, reading all these things and thinking in my mind, this is stuff to shout about. Why aren't we doing it? You know, we think when, when God moves and heals and does something in one particular instance in our life that we shout about it for a few days and then we're just done with it. When he wants us to remember every single day about what he's done in our lives and shout about his goodness. Again, seeing as I read those things, a lot to shout about, to get loud about. And my question this morning is, why aren't we shouting about it? Why aren't we sharing our testimony more than what we're doing right now? My testimony has to do, the major part of it is with depression and suicidal thoughts. That's something to shout about. To think about the other side of that, that I wouldn't even be standing up here today if it wasn't for the goodness of God and me surrendering everything to Him, I wouldn't be here. And that makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for picking me up when I couldn't pick myself up. We've got to get loud as Christians, not in an angry way or a defensive way, but just loud about the goodness of who He is. You are so good, God. This is what you've helped me through and show people who he is through our love. And tell ourselves when we worship and we come in here, man, on, on no more shackles, no more chains. In my head, I ran across the front right here. 
like three or four times. But my boldness and courage prevented me from doing that. Why? I don't care what you guys think about my worship. That should be our attitude. We're too busy worried about, they're going to think I'm crazy. And I think things should be done in order and following God. But when you're excited about something and, and the Lord says, won't you just run? Run. <laughs> won't you just lift your voice and shout right now? Shout. Won't you just clap your hands harder than you ever have before? Then clap your hands. Don't hold it back. We sing a song here. I can't hold back my praise. I got to let it out. I encourage you every time you come into worship, every time you come into praise and you're, or you're listening to it at home, think about what you're singing and apply it to your life. It's a song I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. Lord, how many times have you been good to me? Let me just start to think of them all. And then I become a person that's thankful and I have gratitude for everything that God's done for me, not one that complains about not having everything that I want maybe not necessarily need. It's okay to get loud. It's okay to praise the Lord. And we need to do that more often. Would you stand this morning? From beginning to end this morning, we've seen the goodness of God. Amen. We've seen him in our worship. We've seen him through lives that were baptized in Jesus' name. We've seen him through his word about how we need to step up and it's okay that it might get loud sometimes because we just got to let it out. When I think about the Lord, it makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So as we sing this morning, I'm going to open up the altars. And it doesn't have to be a prayer with me, but I encourage you to find a place along here to pray and just ask the Lord, not help me be loud. I have a soft voice, help me be loud. And that's not what I'm talking about. Help me be loud in my faith. Help me step up and be courageous when I have opportunities in the world that hates us right now. Help me stand in the midst of that, help me through the persecution that'll come with that and know that when we take our stand for you, that we can face anything. Help me understand that this morning, God. Give me boldness, give me courage. Give me a desire to draw closer to you. And also I'm gonna open the altars for anybody that needs healing in your body. We're seeing God do things. And it's nothing we're doing, it's all about him and coming together as a church. And when we do that, God shows up and he honors that and he blesses it. And if you don't know the Lord this morning, I talked about it earlier. You don't know the Lord this morning, I want you to come up and I want you to pray. And I want to pray with you for you to accept him as your savior. And that's, that's not a, a get out of hell card. More than anything, it's you get to experience a love like you've never known before. And that's what I want to encourage people. Not, you know, I don't want to scare you about hell. I want to encourage you about the love of Jesus. And I want you to have that in your life. 
So as they, as they sing and, and worship, don't walk away saying, how was worship? Let's worship the Father and ask him, how's my worship this morning? Let's find a place to pray this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Your face.
got a message from Nikki Alville before church. I just want to lift her up in prayer right now. She's having some health issues uh, right now in her body, and she needs a touch from the Lord. So would you guys join me in praying for Nikki right now? Father, we just come to you. And Father, we just give this situation to you, Father. Lord, Nikki is your daughter. And Father, I know she knows your goodness. She has experienced that, Father. She, she knows that you heal, that you deliver, that you restore, God. And I pray right now for her body and what she's got going on, Father. I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would just release in her that healing that's been promised, that's been given as Jesus took the stripes upon his back. We pray for that to be released in Nikki right now, God that you see the situation that she's in, that you minister there, Father, and we are believing for a touch from you, God. Lord, I thank you for it right now, and I praise you for it, for the good report that we're going to get. We're, we're shouting about it right now, Jesus. Jesus, we believe that you can touch Nikki right now, right where she's at, even before it's happening, God. And we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for touching her right now. We thank you for healing inside her body right now, Father. And we bless your name, Father. We praise you for who you are. And we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a young lady here today that that reached out this week and said, I'm gonna be at church Sunday. And it's been a long time since I've been there, but I know who Jesus is. I know who he wants to be in my life and I wanna make a decision again to give my life back to him. And she came up and rededicated this morning. So, Miss Leslie, I'm proud of you. God's proud of you. This church loves you. And I believe great things are in store for you as you follow him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Can we let out a Shabbat praise one time as loud as we can for at least 10 seconds? Okay. It's got to go 10 seconds. Just shout. Thank Jesus for who he is. Think about your life. And if you can't praise for 10 minutes, I'm going to come stand next to you and help you. I mean, 10 seconds. I said 10 minutes. That's how pastors are. We can go 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 seconds, all right? On the count of three, just praise the Lord. Think about his goodness in your life and just praise him for 10 seconds. One, two, three. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We lift your name up right now, God. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing in this place. And Father, we ask right now that your spirit continues to be in this place and that your love would abound in us, God. And we praise you and we thank you for all of it right now, Father. And we lift your name up right now, Father. You are good, and your mercy endures forever, Father. Praise your name. Praise your name. Praise your name.